All right, welcome to the second part of this podcast, all about how to scale your business and move into that second or third location uh, with less stress, less risk, and more sustainability and, and get to profit faster. So if you haven't checked out part one, I would definitely go and check that out. And before I get into this, I would just like to kindly ask you guys, if you get any value out of this whatsoever, and you will get value if you listen and, and apply what I'm telling you, then I have, you know, there's no financial investment for this. I don't ask for any money. Uh, all I ask in return is that you uh, subscribe leave me a cool review on uh on the on the google podcasts or wherever you're listening to this and please just share this on with uh, another fellow fitness professional who you believe would get value out of this and help me share the word around so we can uh, help fitness professionals everywhere achieve success happiness and more wealth and freedom so in part one we talked about the fact that there is a statistic that reveals that 74% of businesses, and by that extension, fitness businesses, fail because they try scaling too quick. And we talked about what does it actually mean and how do we, how do we define scale and how do we define too quick. So just as a very quick one-minute recap, we talked about the fact that uh, scaling or expanding would mean moving into new locations, uh, going for a second or even a third facility. Uh, that's what we mean by scale. And we also define the fact that there are two elements to scaling. There is scaling the front end of the business, like your lead generation, your brand awareness, your exposure, and your sales and new clients coming in. And there's also scaling the back end of the business or expanding your infrastructure. So scaling could be, you know, increasing uh, your payroll, hiring new team members, creating a developmental or apprenticeship uh, process. It could be uh, expanding your space. It could be, uh, you know, putting money into new equipment, a new lick of paint for the gym uh, and whatever else. So there's basically expanding the number of clients entering the business that's the front and the back end of the business is your infrastructure and you've got to grow and strengthen your business systems to be able to serve and fulfill those clients uh, without overwhelm. And ultimately, the way I define scale is, you know, scale really should be the ability to serve more people at the same high quality of service. And that's the part that's missing from so many FitPro's uh, mindset. They want to scale the numbers. They want to make more money, get more leads, make more sales, hire more trainers, open more facilities. But the conversation that's not going on enough is maintaining that caveat of maintaining the same high quality of service. Because... You can get more clients and grow more locations, but if the quality of service that you're known for in the first place is going down and being diluted, it is not going to end well for you. And there's no point in scaling anything other than scaling the number of people that you can serve at the same high quality level of service. 
So if you're trying to grow more clients or trying to grow, grow more locations, but your retention rates and your customer satisfaction rates are going down, there's your first problem, that you're looking at the wrong metrics. And it's for this reason, this is really what, this is ultimately what's meant by fitness businesses scaling too quick. It means they're trying to scale up either the, you know, the, usually the front end because of things like Facebook ads that give us a great opportunity today to, to get more leads and clients than we've at, at a, such a cheap rate. We've kind of got a bit obsessed with that and we, we try and hammer all these leads and, and, and grab all the leads while we can. And I think you should do that. I definitely think you should take advantage of uh, Facebook ads, the biggest opportunity of our generation to grow at such a cheap rate and you should definitely take advantage of it. But you have to realize that if you're going to take that opportunity, it comes with a cost. And the cost is you have to work on the back end of the business to sustain that growth. You have to grow the back end and again, maintain the quality of service as new clients rush in through the door. You have to make sure that your current clients are not being abandoned or neglected because you're working so deeply with the new people. You've got to make sure that your sessions don't get too busy and overwhelmed and don't lose the maybe the original feel or the thing that set you apart in the first place. So that's the first element. That's, that's what we mean by FitPro scaling too fast. Uh, and, and in this part, in part two, we're going to talk about how to instead do it more sustainably and how to really work out uh, a bit of a long-term plan for expansion. Because again, the way it is, the criteria most fit pros use today to expand to a new location, it's generally not thought out. It's purely based in the moment or what happens is it's one of two things I've seen usually. Either, number one, they look at the Facebook ad opportunity and they start getting 20 new clients a month and they say, wow, this is awesome. If I build a gym over there and put another Facebook ad out over there, I can get another 20 clients a month coming in. But they don't realize that when you scale that, you're also gonna end up scaling your expenses. You're gonna scale the number of hours you have to work. You're gonna uh, ex- you know, scale the amount of energy expended between locations. And it, you get actually diminishing returns after a while. Or the other reason I see FitPros try and scale so fast, their decision or logic, comes from the fact that everything's going okay, they start to get somewhere, and then all of a sudden, maybe a great opportunity for a, a facility pops up or a lease pops up. And you, you just kind of want that lease, you want to get that facility, you have big dreams and ideas about it, and then you jump into it a bit too soon before you've got the assets or resources to make it work. So let's talk about that because one of the biggest frustrations I have or one of the biggest complaints, I, well not complaints, but one of the biggest challenges, let's say, fit pros have when they come to me is, okay, it's this conversation. Uh, a fit pro will come up to me and say, hey, Justin, I've, I saw this brand new lease. I took out, I signed the contract. I've taken out a brand new lease. Uh, I'm putting down, a, I'm putting down, you know, 6,000 pounds for the first and last month's rent. And I've got 15 grand worth of refurb to do. Uh, and I've got no clients coming in. So I'm burning through money that I can't afford. 
and I need somehow to get ton of, tons of clients in. So how do I make 25 grand in, in two weeks? Can you help me with that? <laughs> and my response is kind of, you know, it's a bit little, too little, too late kind of thing. Um, the same way if you had a fitness client who spent 10 years on the sofa being lazy, eating McDonald's every day, and then they came to you and said, how do I get a six pack in seven days? It's not going to happen, right? So the best advice in that situation is A, uh, don't get into that mess next time. Sometimes we salvage it. We can help them make some fast upfront cash. But generally what's happening is if that's the situation you're in, you're trying to scale too quickly and your first location, your first, your business model actually hasn't been proven or validated yet, which means it's probably not profitable enough. So there are three things you really want in place before you expand to a second location. And you, you need to resist the urge of if a new facility pops up and it's a great price, it doesn't mean you should get it. If you're just not ready for it, then don't do it, okay? It's just not worth the hassle sometimes. I want you to think more long-term. I want you to think more sustainable. And I want you to grow when the demand is there. And this is the big difference. You know, there's supply and there's demand in an, an economy or in a market. Supply and demand. What's happening is most of you are trying to scale too quick. You're putting the cart before the horse. You're going out there and putting money down for a facility that you can't really afford because your business can't sustain it. And, you know, then you're, you're, you're freaking out because you don't know how to get the money, where to get the money from. You're putting the cart before the horse and the business isn't sustainable. And if you can't afford to open up a brand new place and put down the money for the lease and the refurb and the equipment and the marketing, if you can't afford to do that and you're going into debt because of it, um, then that's the problem. So you want to be able, there's, there's three things you want to put in place first of all. And just on that kind of supply and demand thing, what I'm saying is, trying to articulate my words better here. Basically, if you do it that way and rush into it when you can't really afford it, then what you're trying to do is you're trying to create demand. You have too much supply. You have you know stock and things you've paid for, like rent and stuff that's not being used. And you're trying to force demand. And that's a very expensive thing to do. Whereas the other way that I'm gonna show you in the next few minutes is you want to create, you wanna have demand there first by growing your, your original location sustainably and profitably until there is so much demand and once the demand is there, then you open up the second location and it fills and you can sell half your spots before you even open the doors. And you get to profit way faster and you get to stay out of debt, okay? So there's three resources or assets that you need before you even decide to sign a lease, okay? And this is probably gonna be a six to nine month or even 12 month process. Let's say six to 12 months process for most of you. This is actually why our Fitness Business Blueprint mentorship is 12 months because most of the people we deal with, the fit pros we work with are in this position and they wanna you know, open up two locations next month. And we actually show them, no, 
You do that, you're going to burn out and lose all your money and go into debt. This way, we show you is actually a six to 12 month game plan, uh, which if you just get a bit of patience and long-term thinking is going to make life so much easier and more fulfilling for you. Okay, so there's three things you need in place. Number one, if you want to open a brand new facility and, and expand or scale into a second location in the next six to eight, six to 12 months, the first asset we need is profit. Profit, okay? Profit is needed because you want to use your profits to reinvest in the business. If you don't reinvest profit, then you either have to reinvest revenue, which is not a good sign because that makes your business uh, financially catabolic. You're reinvesting money that, that needs to go towards covering costs. Or if, you, if you're not reinvesting profits, you'll end up um, taking out a business loan, which usually puts you in kind of bad debt. There's no reason most of you should ever need a business loan. A business loan is a giant red flag that you don't have a good business model or you don't have a handle on your finances. Because here's the thing, at the end of the day, guys, if you can't afford to fund your own scale, you probably can't afford it, right? If you can't afford to pay for your scale through the profits of your business, you probably aren't ready and can't afford it. And that is exactly why you're putting yourself into hot water. And the other, the other way people will try and get money if they're not using their profits, they'll, they maybe they'll give away a big chunk of equity in their business for a, for a financial investment with no long-term benefit, or they end up doing all those things and also rolling up their sleeves and just hustling harder and working, uh, you know, 80 hour weeks, which just burns you out and makes you an ineffective leader and decision maker. So profit you need to save you know location number one needs to generate enough profit so that you can put that money into funding or at least most of it into funding the growth into the new location okay how much profit you need to make well this starts off with what i would recommend is before you even think about opening a second location you really want to put aside at least six to nine months of operating capital Operating capital is the amount of money it's going to take you on your estimation and your financial forecasts, how much money it takes to run the new facility, to pay all the payroll you're going to need, pay the rent, the utilities, pay the marketing spend, taxes, whatever. So estimate what your operating costs are going to be for the new place. Let's say they're going to be uh, 5000 a month. So you work out the operating capital is going to be five grand a month to run the new place. That's the costs to pay for rent, payroll, advertising, everything else. So I recommend you get at least six months operating capital in the bank in reserve from your profits. So six months times five grand a month in this example would be 30,000 pounds. So unless business number one has collected at least and you have at least 30,000 pounds sitting there in clean profit after you've paid yourself, after you've paid your payroll, after you've paid taxes, clean profit left over in the company, that's where you wanna reinvest, okay? So that's how you can start looking and saying, right, well, okay, and you also wanna leave some profit left over. You don't wanna spend everything you have. You wanna have a little buffer zone there. So 
So, you know, if you need to save an extra 30,000 pounds in profit margin to have in reserve ready to open the new place, that protects you and, and makes it a lot less risk-free because you know you can open the new location and even if you didn't make a profit for six months, you know you can cover the costs. You've got the money there to cover the costs and the more operating capital you have in reserve, the longer you can actually afford to go in the, in the second location without breaking profit which puts your risk at an all-time low, okay? That's why I recommend that. At least six months of operating capital put aside from profit from your first location. Now, this is why this process might take you six to 12 months because if right now you're only generating 2,000 pounds a month of profit, then it's gonna take you 10 months to generate 20,000 pounds of profit. You know what I mean? So this is why for most of you, it takes longer than you actually consider if you want to reinvest safely with profit and have enough operating capital in reserve, all right? And again, if, you, if, that, if that annoys you, if that frustrates you, if you're like, oh, bro, I want to scale up right now, then go back and listen to part one because we talked about the biggest reason people scale too fast is their ego. Your fucking ego is out of control and you want it all and you want it now because you need to get 10 gyms because that's what Jimmy Trainer down the road has and that's what's going to kill you. This ego cockfight and this sprint to have it all, you're going to sprint yourselves off the track and the guys like me and my equity partners and my clients and my gyms are just going to grow, grow, grow sustainably and safely and we're just going to crush everyone else out of the way because we don't take massive gambles uh, and we pay for our own growth. We fund our own scale from our profits. Because you know what? If you can't afford to put, to keep, if you can't afford the profits to reinvest in a new place, don't get frustrated that you aren't scaling. Dude, you've got to realize you haven't got a profitable business model, right? If you're not making enough profit, if you're not making five, six, seven thousand profit clean end of the month, that's your fucking problem. That's the issue, right? Why is that? Why is your business not lean? Why is there so much fat in there and, and it surplus costs, right? And that's the thing. No one wants to do the, 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 no one wants to do the leaning down. You just want to bulk up your business. You just want to do a, a, a bulking phase and you're growing, but you're adding on fat, not muscle. And that's the problem, right? So as a metaphor, so profit, that's number one. That's the first asset you need. Now, the second asset you're gonna need, which you can be accumulating at the same time as you're, say, you're saving up all this profit, okay? So you're working now on making your original business more profitable, make it leaner, trim your costs down, boost your profit margins, make more with what you've got. As you're doing that, to put enough profit in the bank as possible, the next resource or asset you wanna grow is your team, right? Because you wanna open up the second location with one or two solid team members. And that's probably gonna be the staff you already have in location number one. So it's better for you to open up location number two and import those your best team members over there to run things at the start. You don't wanna take on newbies for that. So, to do that, you're also gonna to need to have them create replacements for themselves in location number one. 
So they should kind of have your, your one or two top coaches should be able to run location number one like without sweat now, right? They know your culture, they know your core values, they know your workout system. You now want to start developing a couple of apprentices who can quickly take over for them in the next six to 12 months. And whenever they're ready and you have enough profit for your operating capital in the bank, then you can deploy your, your, your existing coaches, your veteran coaches over to the new place. And that is going to save so much time and energy for you. And it's going to be, be a more seamless experience when your clients come in, your new clients come into location number two. Because remember what I said, you need to maintain the high level of quality as you scale. And so the best way to do that is to, to make sure your, your clients are working with, your new clients are working with your existing coaches who are the ones right now delivering that high level of quality, okay? Don't stick them with newbies. Let the newbies take over the existing place where your coaches can teach them quickly, your systems are in place, and also your clients are gonna be more advanced in location number one. So your clients will be able to make up, you know, advanced clients can make up for a lack of experience in a coach because your clients kind of know how, how to do things and can help newbie clients as well. And the third asset you need after profit for operating capital, after new coaches and replacements for them, the third asset you want is an existing lead source, right? You want to make sure you have an audience ready to buy. Don't make the mistake of opening up location number two, having everything ready to go, and on day one, then going, oh, we need some clients now. Better run some ads, right? It's going to be too late because after you get your ads up, you get phone calls booked in, you start testing. It's going to take two, three, four weeks to get any real lead flow really coming in with, with, with good traction. So I recommend you start building an audience in that area beforehand. Now, if you're building a new place in the same area or within 10 miles of your first location, that might not be a problem because you'll already have an email list of unconverted prospects that you can talk about, talk to them about, right? But for most of you, I doubt your second location will be within 10 miles of the first because that's kind of pointless. That That's just more tactic if you're looking to maybe expand the size of your existing location, right? Then you want to hit your list even harder and get more spaces sold. But if you're going to be setting up somewhere else, you need a new catchment area. So I recommend you start building your email list in that area at least three months before you open up shop. So I did this when I opened up a gym in Europe. I went over to uh, Romania and I opened uh, one of our locations over there in Bucharest. Now, we had no list in Romania, no brand awareness, no one knew who I was. It was absolutely cold. So we were going to open in January of 2015 is when we opened. So in October of 2014, a few months before, I literally just started advertising some blog posts. Uh, we just did a blog post with like, you know, three tips to lose weight or whatever it was. And the blog post was hooked up to, to an opt-in box. So they'd read a quick blog post and then uh, and then the, at the bottom of the blog post would have a button and it would say, hey, you know, we're opening up a brand new facility in January. We're going to launch a six-week challenge. Uh, opt in your name, email, phone number to be on the waiting list or the first notification list. And we just ran ads to that. And of course, we then built up an email list of about 3,000 people. It cost us about 3,000 euros in advertising, 
or about 2,500 pounds. So we built that well in advance. So by the start of December, we already we bought a list. Basically, we we ran ads to the blog posts. You know, the blog post got tons of traction, tons of likes and shares and comments, loads of good feedback. Everyone's sharing it around, and of course, everyone's putting their name into the email. So we already had a list, right? And we sent some emails to keep them warm. And then in December, we actually launched the first sales campaign. So we put the emails out and you know did some phone calls. Right, we're taking uh, 50 spots for the first six-week challenge. Boom, and we pre-sold all the spots before the gym even opened at the start of January. So you want to try out something similar. You can run a blog post like that uh, and you know target your ads in that area. You don't need a physical presence to, to, to build an audience in that area and position yourself as, as experts and build some hype. Um, but also, if you want to go one further, uh, you know what we'd probably do more to this day is is actually put a, put some events on, right? Like you can go and do a seminar. What about what if you went to the next area over and just started doing like a weight loss and mindset transformation seminar for free? You know, like a, a sixty minute seminar. You offer it on Facebook. They can opt in their name, email, phone number to get a free ticket. And at the event, you can then. You know, you just walk through um, your methodology. You walk through some case studies. See if you can get two or three clients to come over there with you and have them talk about their success story. And then you make an offer. And, you know, well, depends how far out you are, but you could go and do that and you could tell people. And at the end, like, hey, by the way, in three months, we're thinking of opening up a location over here. So who'd be, who'd be interested? Do you want to go on the first notification list? And... You could run a seminar like that once a month until until you're very clear. And at this time, you're building up your audience. You're also building up your profits from location number one. You're getting your team trained up. <coughs> Excuse me. And then, you know, when, when it gets closer to the time, when you've got a location sorted, you've put down the lease money and everything, then you can do another seminar and actually sell places. Right, there's probably um, no more effective way to do it than that because so few of your competitors will actually have the balls or the brains to do anything like a seminar and position themselves as leading experts. But you can do that, right? Um, and that's what we do. So that's some advanced strategy right there. And if you really set this out as a six to 12 month game plan, I'm telling you, your competitors, 74% of them, are going to try and scale too fast and it's going to blow up in their face. So don't be discouraged, right? Because I know how it is. You look around, you see another boot camp, and you suddenly see that they've got two locations or three locations and you think they must be doing well. But I guarantee you there's a 70% chance that they're actually in hot water right now and they're writing checks they can't cash because they're scaling their business and they didn't realize that when you scale your income, you also scale your expenses. And they are in hot water. So don't make that mistake. Okay, instead, let them look at you and they'll think you're the underdog and they'll think, oh, they're not doing much. They've got that little boot camp down there. It doesn't seem to be much happening, but actually you are laying your groundwork. You are actually building the foundations under the floor. They can't see you, you know, they've got a skyscraper. You can see a skyscraper they've built, 
but it's all shallow and there's no foundations to it, right? But they, they just want to show it off to people. You, they can't see your skyscraper yet, but they also can't see your foundations. You've been digging deep foundations and you can only build a skyscraper as tall as its foundations go deep. So when it looks like we're not doing anything, we're actually building deep foundations underground. And when we do that, and after six to 12 months, when the, when the time is right and our money is there and our team are ready and we've got hot leads waiting and queuing up to pay us money, then we strike. And we go in and we open up the location and within within two months, we're turning over 40 grand a month. And your competitors run for the fucking hills because they don't know what's going on right now, right? Okay, so... That put, that's how you get that economic advantage, play the long game, roll it out. I'm telling you, if you have that long-term vision and patience, you will win this because this race is not a sprint. This race is a marathon. And when you learn to stop these 90-day sprint nonsense that these internet marketers and Facebook experts try telling you and learn the real long game of business, the kind of the Chinese way, the Chinese have 50-year business plans. The entrepreneur with the longest vision has the most patience and the best perspective. And you will outlast the competition because, like I said, like I started this two-part series with, 74% of fitness business owners fail because they try to scale too fast. They try to sprint when this is a 26-kilometer marathon. So pace yourself. Use your energy wisely. Play the long game. Really think about your future here and do not jeopardize it. Because if you want to scale, I get it. You want to scale because you know you have a good service. People are raving about it. But you're not ready to sprint yet. All right? So build those foundations deep and then your skyscraper will build easily and safer and more sustainably and more profitably. All right, guys, and again, if you want step-by-step, hands-on, in-person coaching with that, that is what the Fitness Business Blueprint 12-month mentorship is all about. If you want me and my team of expert coaches to work with you, this is what we do. It's a 12-month project. It is not easy. It is real business strategy. We are going to we're going to help you. No, help you. We're going to we're going to force you to confront your finances. We're going to help you organize and manage your business model, your finances, your payroll. We're going to help you systemize and put contracts in place and build a real legally structured business that has scale potential. We will help you get more profitable and we will help you with all of these things we've talked about in depth over the next 12 months. And that is going to set you up for a lifetime of being the dominant fitness business in your area. And by that time, you'll still be going safely and sustainably. And most of your competitors right now, in a year from now, will be so struggling, will be so in debt, will be so have such toxic businesses, you'll probably end up buying them out for peanuts because you played the game properly and they didn't prepare for the long game. All right, so if you want to find out about the mentorship and see if you apply, reach out to me personally on Facebook. 
Or to find out more, you can go to justindevonshire.com forward slash EBB dash mastermind. That's E echo bravo bravo dash mastermind. And you can find out more about it there. Okay. But if you really want to chat to someone, you can reach out to me, ask more questions, and we'll see if you're a good fit. All right. So I'd love to help you do this over the next 12 months. It will be the fastest and most risk averse way for you to get exactly what you want more profits, more freedom, less stress, less headaches, and more fulfillment. Hope you enjoyed this two part series. And again, please share this on or leave a, uh, a review and some feedback. I would love to know your takeaways. Thanks again, guys, and I hope you enjoy this, and I'll see you next time.